Hello everyone, you are listening to episode number two of the Podpunk Podcast. I'm Jordan Pritchard. Uh, before we get this episode underway, I just wanted to thank everyone who took the time to listen to episode number one uh, with Scott from Horn and Hoof Records and Tia Rico. Um, anyone who's followed the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, anyone that's liked and shared the podcast, you bloody amazing human beings. And I appreciate the support and encouragement so much. Seriously, thank you. It's really been awesome like getting some feedback from people and um, I'm going to keep trying to improve things as things go but seriously guys it, it, it really means so much that the amount of people that have actually listened to this has actually surpassed anything that I could have thought of so so far so good thank you so much um, now that, that kind of housekeeping part's out of the way um, and we can get on to uh, this week's episode, uh, I'm talking to my favourite punk rock condiment. Uh, she is the incredible Sally Pepper. Um, <laughs> sorry, Sally. Uh, <laughs> Sally took some time uh, to talk to me before a gig at the January Horn and Hoof gig night. Um, it's one that they put on every month at the Blossoms in Stockport. I really do recommend, if you're into punk rock or any rock music or anything like that, you do check these out once a month if you're from the Manchester Stockport or even surrounding areas come from anywhere. Doesn't matter. Come watch for music. Um, they're always great nights. Uh, they're free entry. It, it's a great pub. It's a great place to have uh, gigs, like I said. So um, that's just it's just a brilliant night. And uh, Scott and the guys put on a really good, uh, really great lineups. So really worth a check out. Um, so if you're in the area, come have a look. Um, Sally and I, we have a chat about her early days in bands, uh, why she prefers to be a solo act, um, all the music she's released. Um, her random but really awesome jobs that she's done, um, Harry Potter, and more. It's kind of a weird mix of a, an episode. So um, before we get into the interview, though, um, if you haven't already, please follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, search for Podpunk Podcast uh, to keep up to date on like things like guests, when the podcast comes out, fun stuff like that. Um, it would be really appreciated. Um, and I do actually have a couple of um, guests I'm really excited about. Uh, coming up as well as this one so uh, the next few episodes are ones that I've really I'm really quite chuffed with that I got these people to come and have a chat with me um, I'm a huge fan of Sally's and a uh, huge fan of the bands that are coming up as well um, but to lead us in um, we did it last time on the on the podcast we're doing it again this time and we're going to keep this as a running theme um, we're going to play some music uh, this is the song Real World by Sally Pepper uh, it's off a three track EP which is also called uh, Real World uh, it's available now on Spotify and the Horn and Hoof Records web store um, so Google search that if you like what you hear if you love the, um, the episode as well like I said follow Sally as well all of her information will be um dished out in the podcast as well we do ask about that but like um do have a listen uh hope you enjoy the song and the podcast and i'll catch up with you after
I'm keeping this in, by the way. I'm okay. going to do this because this is now second time round. Okay. Where we are now, still, I'm going to do the same joke as well. Okay. That we're in the two of us. Hey, okay. <laughs> uh, Sally Pepper, and um, yeah, let's start this with the Podpunk Podcast. So, Sally, how are you doing? You're right. I'm all right. I'm not too bad. I feel like you've already asked me that question. <laughs> it's almost like I have. Deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, this is a professional outfit. Um, so yeah. So um, before I realised I wasn't pressing record on uh, this thing. Um, tell me, so uh, what kind of gigs have you got coming up? What's going on in the life of Sally Pepper? I feel again. like again. I feel like I've already said this. Um, basically, yeah. So I've got tonight, which I'm quite. I'm looking forward to because it's always fun playing um, with people from Horn and Hoof and like you know things that Scott does. Um, and then on Friday, so it's the 31st, I'm playing with um, the pop punk band Rome at Bootleg Social in Blackpool, which is pretty amazing because um, I mean Roma awesome i'm a big fan of rome anyway yeah. um, as soon as i saw that they were playing in blackpool i was going to get tickets if i couldn't get on the show anyway so um i'm pretty excited about that they're a, re- they're a regular feature of my spotify um <laughs> sort of playlists in the car and in the gym <laughs> not that i've been in a while <laughs> fuck you christmas <laughs> um and then yeah i've got a, a gig coming up in stoke next month on the 23rd of February which again I'm excited about for a few reasons so I'm supporting a band called Homewrecked who are I think they're sort of Yorkshire based um, pop punk band right. who again I'm, again, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, and we've sort of played a, a, a few sort of festivals and all day things together but we've never been on the same sort of show and we've always missed each other's sets and stuff like that so right. it was good to get on that and also um, it's at a venue that I sort of frequented as a teenager right. being growing up in Stoke um, the underground was was one of two places that you went really it was the underground and the sugar mill right. um, and you know I played there a, few, a fair few times with my like shitty college band we headlined there um, we supported Mallory Knox there that was a bit weird oh that's an interesting yeah that's a really interesting mix <laughs> yeah, that no. one <laughs> yeah I supported them twice with that band I don't know yeah, I don't know quite know how I'm meant to do that. Uh, do you support them on your own, or with were you in a band before? Yeah, I was in. A, I was in a really shitty band when I was in when I was like seventeen. Okay. Um, and we we played with them a couple of times in Stoke, which was yeah a bit weird. What, what kind of band was it? <sighs> Wank. <laughs> Is that that's the genre? Yeah? We we thought we were post hardcore, but we were just utter shit. Right. What, what did you do in that band? Uh, I was vocals and bass. All right. Um, we played in Drop C. <laughs> um, both, I've, I've been in two bands in my life and we both played in Drop City. The second one was much better than the first. Um, but I, we were just a bit... We were just a bit of shit. But, <laughs> like, we were 17. 
and yeah. sort of I think that's all you can pass it off as we were 17 and just <laughs> thought thought we were sounding like these bands we were listening to but we we weren't so what, what was the what was the influence to get to do your own stuff was it just because of the nature of the being the band or was it more what you started like getting into musically to become um, like more of a soloist rather than part of a band I sort of ended up doing solo stuff um, because uh, I went to uni um, and I sort of became a member of the band society there and sort of they did open mic nights and stuff and so I started playing a couple of those and writing some acoustic songs just so I had something to do in my bedroom because I would, you know, I'd moved away from this band that obviously fell apart when we went to uni um, in different parts of the country. It was for the best. <laughs> um, and I just kind of started doing that and people sort of were saying oh you're alright at this right. so I thought oh I'll keep doing this but I've sort of the my sound so to speak which makes me sound like a proper pretentious dickhead <laughs> um, has greatly changed since then um, but I've, I've singer-songwriter stuff I never really listen to mm. if we're talking singer-songwriter it's pretty much Taylor Swift for me <laughs> I don't I don't really listen to acoustic music. I don't um, right. listen to the sing song and stuff, but I've always listened to pop punk and, um, you know, favourite bands like Fall Out Boy, Paramore, Panic at the Disco, mm. that sort of thing. Classic um, early noughties emo kid type, <laughs> type stuff. Um, and I just, yeah, I basically started doing it, so I had something to do. And if you're, if you're doing it all yourself, you can't get mad at anyone else. Yeah. I, I'm okay with being mad at myself for playing shit. But it was getting to the point where I was like, you know, if another member of the band fucks up, then it's like, you know, why, why, why did you, why did you miss the drop? You know, whereas it's like, oh, well, I fucked that up. But at least it's only me I can be mad at. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the fun part of being a solo act and stuff. Because I, I always, because like, I've listened to your music and it's got a real, um, it's got, a re- it's got a real interesting vibe. I think with the fact that. The way, the way you articulate your lyrically, your stuff lyrically more than anything else. Like the music behind it's really sweet, but I find lyrically you really get to the heart of things. And I think that's um, a real fun um, an interesting way of uh, writing music. Because a lot of people, I find it, I, I find it being, my, being in a band myself. Like I write all the stuff for my band, but I can't um, pinpoint that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you seem to be able to articulate what you're trying to say within like the few words and I can't do that like I'm terrible at Twitter <laughs> so like you strike me as a Twitter person like you could nail the Twitter thing so like yeah what, what, what is it that you what is your process when you write in uh, of that sort of stuff do you do you come up with the theme before you write the song or do you just sort of jam it out and what comes comes like what what what's kind of your your musical process when you're doing it on your own um I don't know as I have a sort of process I think lots of different songs have come it come out about in different ways um i I feel like i'm definitely a lyrics first type person um because by my own admission i'm not the best guitarist so i wouldn't be able to sit down with a guitar and write a whole song and it sound wonderful musically um i'm very much like a right I'll come up with these words and then we'll try and figure out some chords to put to them at another time like you know when I have when I go into the recording studio the week before is just me trying to think of lead guitar parts right. that almost never actually make it into there and I end up writing it in the studio which is time consuming and yeah. annoying 
Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm not a lead guitarist and never have been. I mean, I've, I've been playing the guitar since I was six years old, but not majorly well. Right. right. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm very much a rhythm guitarist, mm-hmm. um, and I like to like beat the shit out of my guitar. Right. Um, so I can sort of I get by with what I'm doing, yeah. especially with it being now I've moved to the sort of it's more acoustic punk type stuff it doesn't really matter that I'm not that technical right, right. With, musically um, and then yeah I, like when I record as well I, I tend to I record all of it so I'll play the bass I'll play the percussion and stuff like right. the, the latest EP has got some sort of programmed sort of percussion on there um, the producer who did it for me is a drummer so that was helpful because yeah. um, it's all very well and good me trying to come up with drum parts but I'm not a drummer, so yeah. might, someone might be like, "Yeah, that's that's not a thing, or that's not possible." Um, so I did have a little bit of help in that regard, but I do like doing it all myself. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that was one thing I was going to ask you about, like mm. with, with some of your tracks. You, you, it's just you and a guitar. Yeah. Other ones you've got, other things. I was wondering, did you did you bring a band in or whatever? But it's quite it's quite cool that you do. Yes. I, like Prince used to do that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know no. if you know. I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah the, <laughs> The the only the only ones where I got someone in was I I did an EP many many years ago, um, which was pretty singer songwriter y That was pretty much what it was, um, and I got my big brother in to do some lead guitar parts because he's a much better guitarist than I am. Um, but apart from that, yeah. everything has been me. So yeah. So how many um, how many EPs have you done so far? Do you know roughly? Um, I did a really shit demo-y one and then I did like a sort of it was a two track single slash you know b-side type thing mm. and then I did the one that my brother helped me on that was almost everywhere that was my first one sort of in a studio and then I did a couple more singles and then I did a couple more singles <laughs> and then I did this latest three track one. I think that's. I think that's everything. The, the like, latest three tracks, the real world. Yeah, real world yeah. EP. Yeah. 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 So that one out through Horn and Hoof available yeah, so now. How long have you been working with the the Horn and Hoof guys for? Only for only since this release. So that was April last year, I think. Um, I kind of I released a single before that through a different label, um, and then I was I was just looking for some I was looking for someone to. Um, to put this EP out for me because I'd kind of I'd, I'd moved up to Blackpool and I'd, things had kind of changed and I was like I need some help with this um, getting it out there on Spotify and all that shit um, and I, I don't know how I came across them but I did um, and luckily Scott was like yeah this isn't shit so we'll do that we'll help help you with that um, yeah that's awesome yeah so um one thing I did want to talk, sort of like touch on a little bit. Um, so you're a Liverpool fan? Mm-hmm. That's, yes. Yeah. Always have been. What What attracted you to Liverpool Football Club? For your girl from Stoke, so what, why not Stoke City? What's happened? Uh, What's wrong with that? Um, Michael Owen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Michael Owen. Go on. At, when I was about eight years old, I fell in love with Michael Owen. Right. Um, I don't even know how I. I'm guessing I watched an England game or right. something, and I was like, he's. He's nice. I like him. Who does he play for? <laughs> and then after that, I was just utterly obsessed. Um, right. I was, I was very much like as a child, I was a bit ridiculous. You mm. know, I, I 
somehow I knew who everyone played for and what position they played and right. you know what number they wore and <laughs> everything about anyone in the Premier League and I don't know how I had that much room in my brain for it <laughs> especially as we never had Sky Sports as a child so it's not right. even though as I can watch the matches but like you know match of the day religiously and that sort of stuff cool. um, yeah so I always always supported Liverpool um, the football fans in my family are Port Vale fans right. so I was never probably going to be allowed to be a Stoke fan. Right, right, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we went to been to a couple of Stoke games, been to see Vale, been to see Crew, you know, all yeah. the local things and you know, pre-season friendlies and stuff when they'd get Liverpool and United down and stuff like that. Um, and then it was all kind of fate meant that I ended up going to uni in Liverpool. Right. Ended up living in the living in the city for six years. I ended up working for Liverpool Football Club, so I, wo- I worked in the club store and oh, wow. I was towards the end of my time there I was a tour guide at Anfield oh cool so <laughs> that was a bit like <laughs> ah, it was a bit you know a dream country. I literally went to work at Anfield every yeah. day um, and got to you know show people the dressing rooms and go through the boardroom and wow that's awesome it, it's a, it was a pretty cool job yeah yeah, for real, yeah. Um, especially for a Liverpool fan yeah so, of course you know and I just there was one time that I was just walking with a, I was walking with a group um Actually, no, this time, I think I was on my way somewhere else, and just Robbie Fowler was just there, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> and I don't, I think all I said to him was like, can I shake your hand, and he's like, yeah, yeah, of course you can, and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing, and then there was another time when I was leading a group round, and Gary McAllister ruined my, sp- my spiel, because right. I was telling them all about where the old boundary wall used to be and this used to, you know this was where the old Anfield started and over here was a sheep field and all kinds of shit and then Gary Mack walks down the corridor and everyone's like oh my god it's Gary Mack I was like fuck's sake they don't, they're not, not interested in what I'm going to say anymore cheers cheers Gary um, so it was a bit mad um, and then even madder than that was I got to they were testing out these um, Anfield Experience Day things. Right, okay. And they were testing it out on some of the staff. And my name was pulled out of the hat, so I got to go to the academy, uh, have a training session with Phil Thompson. And, uh, nice. <laughs> and um, Jan Molby was there as well, so they did the training session. Mm. And it's just a bit weird playing five-a-side football with Phil Thompson. Yeah, I can imagine. Do you know that. what I mean? <laughs> and, like, being on his team and, te- and like, him passing the ball to you. And it's like this is fucking mad <laughs> uh, and then we got to go back to Anfield and have like a three course dinner with them and that's crazy it was like what? what is my life oh, that's, that's, but it that's was, what it was basically want. they were using it for sort of like um, press type stuff so yeah. um, if you go on the website if you go on the Liverpool FC website not that you ever would um, <laughs> I wouldn't no, <laughs> uh, and, you, <laughs> so and you were looking at sort of the Anfield experience thing yeah. there's photo I, I didn't realise this until a couple of months ago I was looking up something else I'm looking up like opening times or something on the site and um and there's just pictures of me having dinner with phil thompson on the <laughs> website like, oh. what 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 dinner did you get to have with phil thompson something fancy oh, it was yeah. like up in the, one of the fancy lounges oh. i feel like there was some kind of prawn thing it was yeah see so, yeah, I, I, I love i love hearing how people uh, become fans of teams yeah. so, like me and my brother so I, i'm a man city fan my brother is a um uh, Liverpool fan as well yeah. and um, so my, my Man City thing was like I lived in Norway for many years okay. um, when I was younger and um, I was really into Oasis so um, but I wasn't really into football at the time I, yeah. I, I honestly wasn't until I moved back to Britain which I might have been about 13, 14 or something like that 
and um, so I came back in this lad in our school because I, I used to go to school here in Stockport this lad in our school comes up to me a really like, angry bully looking yeah. son of a bitch walks up to me and he's like uh, oi foreigner because they all thought I was um, Norwegian so they were just like and, and you know children are great with things like that yeah, so they were just yeah, like oh you like, um, City United and I was just like which one's not going to get me battered and he's like yeah. I'm a City fan and I was like so am I <laughs> and he was like good and then he sort of walked off and then I was just like I had to keep the pretense up for ages and then suddenly like I was like oh I gotta go like, so I ended up going with a few friends fell over the team back in when they were in Main Road and that my brother's um, reason for living for liking Liverpool is because um, in the uh, late 80s early 90s and you probably know this from seeing photos and stuff mm. like from back in the day do you remember they used to be sponsored by Candy yeah. Do you, know, do you know who Candy are? They make washing machines. Exactly. They yeah. used to have this like um, hilarious advert where they had all these like, opera singers like okay. stood around um, washing machines and stuff, and they had this really like funny like Candy can do. Like it, that was the that was like the theme song for for oh, Candy. And my brother was like, "That's my that's my ad. That's my jam. Like I like I like that tune. That's bu- that's a great song." And then um, he saw that Liverpool had it oh, on their front. Yeah. So then he was just like. I like that football team, <laughs> and then and then had twenty odd years of unfortunate because like yeah. right when I think right when he started supporting them is when you well, sort of like dropped off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I and... mean pretty much me when I discovered them, it was two thousand and one. Right. So we won the treble, and then and then ghosted. And then you know there was Istanbul. Yep. And then. And the League Cups here and there. Yeah, and, and then they, obviously there was the Gerrard final. You know, like the FA Cup was pretty, pretty yeah. mad. But <laughs> as an actual sort of conscious teenager adult, I haven't really known much like it. And it's a bit, mm. it's a bit weird. I'm not gonna like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> like, as, as someone who genuinely thought my team would never get anywhere. Yeah. Um, it's odd yeah and it will always be weird and <laughs> you unfortunately like euphoria wise you won't unfortunately because because of the fact that you're smashing it yeah you won't unfortunately f- like feel the euphoria that we felt and i don't mean this in a rubbing in way of last oh, yeah. season last season or, or the Aquero! yeah exactly you know, like, there's no like tension is there no it's done it's just like it was um, done months ago yeah um but that, that also sort of leads into things so you, you some of your um tracks have also been played at anfield that's, that's correct yeah. isn't it yes yeah so a few songs dating back a few like a few singles as well ago um i've been in contact with george sefton who is the voice of anfield so right. he has been the stadium announcer um at anfield since the 60s 70s something wow. like that he, i can't remember the year but yeah he the one of the facts on well there was a tour guide uh, <laughs> george sefton made his debut at anfield the same day as kevin keegan all right okay so kevin wow. keegan's first match was also george sefton's first match like That's reading bad. out the team sheet and stuff and ever since he lives up in the little box like just to the right hand side of the cop um and he plays all the music he chooses to playlists he reads out the team he you know reads all the announcements out yeah. like he's just like he's like a legend in Liverpool right um, and I don't even know I think I so, I feel like I'd seen someone else on Facebook had been like oh thanks George for putting this on um, <laughs> so then I ended up find, you know, finding him adding him on Facebook or Twitter or something and he was like yeah send me something via your email yeah. um, so I did and he played it and then I released something else and I was like can I send you this and he was like yeah fine then he played it 
Um, and then he played a couple, and then he played one. He, he played one of the songs off Real World. Um, he played that this season mm. um, in the the League Cup match versus Arsenal because um, I went to the match. <laughs> so oh, cool. I so I messaged him and like. Can you please play that? Because I'm going to be there. And he was like, "Yeah, sure." So they played it stroke of half time, like as soon as the final, like the half time whistle went. And it was my song was playing, and I was like, "This is weird. weird. No one else around me knows this song. <laughs> this is me, guys." Yeah. Just um, same. Like, do I sing along? What do I do? Um, yeah. So that was. It was a bit. It's a bit crazy. That's cool. Yeah, I've, I've only ever had. Um, so I've, I've never been to. Um, I've been to Anfield uh, once, and it was because back so many years ago, um, my brother and my sister-in-law used to have a long-distance relationship. So they can yeah. like he used to live up here in Stockport. She used to live down in um, uh, Cornwall, down in oh, Newquay. Yeah, way. But it's pretty fun. And they used to have a long-distance relationship from that. And um, she was a Liverpool fan, sort of similar to you. She had a yeah. crush as well. It was Sam. It was um, Steve McManaman. Fair. That was hers. Yeah. Because Spice Boys were all the rage. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, they, so they, they planned. She was planning to come up for a weekend, and uh, they were going to go see uh, Liverpool play Crystal Palace in the FA Cup mm. at Selhurst Park. All right. Uh, but unfortunately, she couldn't make it that weekend. So my right. brother grabs me, and he's like, "Look, I, I want, I want someone to come with. You like football? Do you want to come watch?" <laughs> I was like, "All right, I'll come with you." So we went over. We drove down from Stockport to Selhurst Park in this like shitty 106. Like it broke down five times on the way, <laughs> and about nine or ten on the way back. It was just it was horrendous. It was like his first car, and um, we we watched the game. It was great. It was great atmosphere. And again, I'd never done away end mm. stuff before. So like, even though it wasn't my team, I felt tribal in that moment. Yeah. And I was just like, no, no you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was real and uh, it was one all in the end so uh, replay happened at Anfield um, sister-in-law no, now sister-in-law came up and um, they uh, my brother was like look I bought you a ticket you've got to see how the game ends you've seen part one you've yeah, seen part two yeah, yeah. I was like alright fair enough so we went to we went, went Anfield had a dirty burger outside the front of the gates great <laughs> full football experience and then we yeah. sat in the cup yeah and um, the game's going on and it's like 65th minute or something like that and it's still, it's a nil-nil and then um, Sammy Hippier who used to be your, your captain yeah, I think yeah, at one point yeah. scored an own goal in front of the cup which was the goal that unfortunately put you out of the FA uh, Cup as well yeah. and it was dead silent on the cup apart from one dickhead he goes <laughs> and that was me <laughs> and I had people staring at me it was the most awkward I've ever been because it wasn't because it was an own goal against Liverpool or if it was because like captain scores own goal in yeah. front of home fans yeah. that to me you know warped sense of humour I thought ah, that'd be funny and then I realised not so no, much no it's not and that's not funny yeah it wasn't funny at all no but that was my one and only and I've not been back since uh, probably, probably got photos of you up probably it was it in. was absolutely terrifying yeah I, I can't, can imagine I can't lie I can imagine but yeah so uh, I noticed you're wearing a Star Wars hoodie Yes, We've I am. got to talk about the controversial topics of the new trilogy. I... Have you seen them yet? Yes. And what's your opinion? I really enjoyed them. All of them? Yeah. Yeah? Because I get that people are like really intensely into it and like, oh no, it doesn't follow. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't fit my way of thinking. This isn't how it should go because I've decided this is how it goes. It's a fucking sci fi film. Yeah. Like, not aimed at you as well. Not, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not specifically for you, it's just for like fun. Yeah. It's a bit of fun. Absolutely. And, and you know, people were like slating The Last Jedi and stuff. And 
I thought it was alright. Right. Like, I didn't watch that for ages after it came out for various reasons. My other half doesn't really like Star Wars, so I okay, never okay. got to go to the cinema to see it. And I was like, I'm going to buy it on DVD and I'm going to make you fucking watch it. And then I never <laughs> did. And then she was out like one night for a work to do. I was like, I'm staying at home and I am watching The Last Jedi and I'm eating lots of chocolate by myself with the mm. cats and it's going to be great. And I just really liked it. I thought it yeah. was. I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, you know... I liked the porgs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were, they, they were always the highlights. Yeah, like the little um, things. The little I characters. liked, I liked um, Luke being a grouchy dickhead, mm? and he was, he was funny about yeah. it, and I, I like that. That's what I like about Star Wars. Is it's Absolutely, not, it's yeah. not completely serious, and there are funny bits in it. And then the Rise of Skywalker. I went to the cinema on my own to see it because I was like, I'm not, not seeing this for months. Right, so right, yeah, yeah. I am going to the cinema by myself. Good night. Um, and again, I really enjoyed it. And there was sat next to this guy who was also clearly there on his uh, clearly there on his own, being like, you know, I need to see this type thing. Yeah. And we sort of giggle, like you know, sort of giggled at the same bits, like oh, and then I was like oh, of course Lando's here, you know, and <laughs> um, the little cameos and yeah. like it was just fun. I, mm-hmm. Like I can un- I understand. And I can, I'm a big Harry Potter fan as well. Okay. And I can understand people watching the Harry Potter films and being pissed because they're not like the books. Yeah. But Star Wars isn't... It's not based on anything. It's No. Just because it's not based on what's in your brain doesn't mean it's not right. And I really like Rey as a character. Yeah. Um, the ending was a bit meh, I must say. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit... I thought it was a bit empty at times. It was a bit, like... I, it would have been a lot better if she'd have just been... Just Ray. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I'm kind of with you on that. Just repeat that line. She's been saying that line for three films now that I'm just Ray. I'm yeah. not anybody. I don't, don't make it weird by yeah. thinking she's some kind of adopted by these ghosts thing. It was a bit... I, I think the thing for me was that when uh, that reveal happened in The Last Jedi, a lot of my friends um, who were big into this were mm. really losing their minds. Cause like, she's got to be linked to someone. She's yeah. got to be Han Solo's kid. She's got to be yeah. like Luke's kid or something like that. And I'm like, well, well was, no, I was why? Kind of, I was kind of, after The Force Awakens, I was kind of holding out for Kenobi. Right, right. I kind yeah, of wanted yeah. it to be Rey Kenobi. But, but then looking back, um... I see what Ryan Johnson was trying to do with his, like, just Ray things. Like, you know, anyone can be a hero, yada, yada, yeah. that sort of stuff. And actually, that's quite nice. And realistically, that's what the people, when we met them for the first time, were. They were just yeah. heroes. We didn't know all this yeah, lore and stuff. Yeah, we didn't, didn't need all the so backstory. So just because and you've got like it. Um, and then, obviously, she I do understand it's Star Wars, so she has to be someone's family, doesn't she? That's how it works. Um, <laughs> but I think at the end, it should have just been just Ray. Yeah. And that would have been that would have been a nice little rounding off of it, um, but no, I thought it was an enjoyable family film, yeah. I, which is what they are to me. Like, yeah. I grew up on the original trilogy. Um, I mean, I say that I'm too young yeah. for it to have been a big thing. But my brother's six years older than me, so right, you're watching these, yeah. you know. So you know, and people are like, oh, Empire Strikes Back is the best one and Return of the Jedi shit. But for me, Return of the Jedi probably has the most sort of connection because I was a child and I did like the Ewoks. Right, yeah, yeah. And Same. I get I get it that they're there to be they're there to be cute and cuddly and to pander to a family audience and you don't like that because you're a middle aged man. But I was a child, <laughs> so I liked the teddy bears. I was a big fan of that. Um and then obviously then I grew up like on the, the like prequel trilogy yeah literally I was seven I think when Phantom Menace came out alright so, okay 
again that's a whole new that was like now i've got my own films or i don't have to watch these ones that my brothers told me to watch so yeah so even i knew that the second one was shite it's just it was just conversations between people it was like watching it's it like watching mps talking even i knew it was shit but it was still like star wars you know yeah and then when the force awakens came out i thought i watched went to see that and i thought this is it's it's just i mean it's a new hope pretty much all over again absolutely but but i like that it's like look you haven't seen a star wars film in so long and you've been wanting to have a good star wars so here is a star wars film it couldn't have been any more of a star wars film if you want a good film watch rogue one because i think that's actually a really good film yeah like standalone from it being a star wars film with rogue one i i i've uh, welled up in um only a few a handful of films yeah uh one of them is the end of monsters inc because yeah, when he yeah, says bye to boo i'm just like i can't do this kitty. <laughs> um yeah exactly and then uh, but what but two of the films that i welled up in uh were um force awakens when um when he kills yeah han spoilers yeah. no i think for me it's not the killing of the han it was it was it was chew it was chewy yeah that's the bit where he when he lets yeah, out but, the rock yeah i'm like oh my god you've just seen your mate get blood, like murdered yeah. by his kid like yeah. the, the, the the mental like ruining of that yeah, yeah. and the other one um, that I really welled up in is there's a bit in um, the new one where um, that Ben and Han are having the conversation. Oh yeah, like ghost Han. Yeah, yeah. and there was a, I can't remember exactly what the line was, but I was just in bits. It was something like you know, it was like a real like powerful. Yeah, kind I, can't, of, I can't remember, but it, I can't remember exactly because um, I only saw it like a few weeks ago. But like, yeah. But those but those films have got like a childhood thing for me, and it's obviously yeah. for you yeah. as well. And I think that's where a lot of these people who have this angry that's not my Luke that's not what my Luke yeah. Skywalker would, would do would do it's like you're not you know. Luke Skywalker you don't know what he would do like he he's been living on his own on an island with some weird aliens and some porgs for like <laughs> tens of years he's gonna go a bit mad like yeah just get, just get just get over it like Absolutely, you're, you said you saw your Harry Potter fan as well. Yes. Um, so big Harry Potter fan. I was never a Harry Potter fan until I went to see the Harry Potter world in Orlando. Mm, yes, I, I went. Me and my mum went for my 18th birthday. Oh, so you've been to it? Yeah, a lot has been added since. Like, I didn't see the train. I didn't see Gringotts. <sighs> didn't see any of that. Um, but yeah, that was my 18th birthday was, present. Was Diagon Alley there? Or was it? And it or was, was Hogsmeade. It, it was just it was the Hogsmeade, Hogsmeade, Hogsmeade section. It was just the first right. bit. So like, um, I, I, like I said, I, I'd never seen it before, and my parents uh, live out in Orlando. Yeah. And I was going out to visit them, and they were like, "Look, watch the films because you'll understand. Yeah. Uh, you'll understand more about what's going on around you." And I didn't. So I was like this really annoying guy walking around, going, "Why has that book got teeth?" Why is yeah. that dragon coming out of that bag? What is? What does this mean? Yeah. yeah. What does? But then afterwards, I watched all the films, and then when I watched them, I was like, "That's from the theme park," which yeah. I think so irritated like, people. Yeah. It's like, no, the theme park is from the film. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you should go back because Diagon Alley is well, yeah. outstanding. I mean, yeah, get, going to Florida is. It's. it's I mean, it's not the easiest. No. To, can't just hop on a train, can you? It's pretty pricey, um, and we run a cat rescue now, so. But you run a cat rescue. Yeah. Okay, need to know about this. Yeah, cats are a big, are a big thing. You know, I, I, I yeah. I've got to touch all. Okay, cool. So we'll, we'll talk I about forgot. the cat rescue. Yeah. And then we'll we'll sort of start wrapping. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So 
basically, we've got cats, and then yeah. we started fostering for a local cat rescue. Absolutely. In Blackpool. And then that kind of changed, and now we're doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. So if anyone in the Northwest wants a cat, uh, Filed Coast Cats is the name of the group on Facebook. Um, we've got an Amazon wish list and PayPal if you want to donate and all kinds of things like that. And we're going to have like a money box on the table at, sh- at all the shows and stuff Sweet. just to collect things. Um, so yeah, we've got sort of converted sheds out back as like a cattery, and we've got one of the box rooms that's sort of pretty much set up for cats. Um, awesome. And yeah, so they're ev- cool. they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So we own we own five mm-hmm. officially. What are the names? Uh, we've got Tonks Okay Merlin Nice Newt mm-hmm. Tiny uh, And Millie is our latest one Aww. So Tiny was kind of Not ironically named She's a Maine Coon Which are traditionally massive cats Yeah But she's got a bit of a heart murmur Oh. So she didn't she didn't really grow as much as she was like half the size of the rest of the litter, um, and she was basically gifted to us by this Maine Coon breeder because they couldn't sell her they couldn't do anything like that and they didn't know also how well she was going to be and right. if she was going to live very long that sort of thing, um, and they thought they knew that we would look after her so um, she's fine she's massive and she's an arsehole now <laughs> um, she likes to shit on blankets so God. that's fun um, and then Millie. Is was brought in brought into the rescue. It was originally called Milky because she's a white cat, but that's awful. <laughs> so she's now Millie, um, because that's a name, and also yeah. slightly James Milner esque. Yeah, know, okay. You know. Um, and so she she's still got she's got two babies with her. They're not old enough to go yet. So um, we'll hopefully try and find them at home. But Millie is staying with us because she's a character. And she's also one of the ugliest cats I've ever seen. Oh God, she's she's beautiful, but she's really but not. she's got like the grumpiest face, and she's got this weird sticky out chin, and she's just she doesn't take photos very well at all. Oh. Um, but she's lovely, and she just lives on our bed. Like, oh, that's awesome. She just yeah, she just lives there pretty much. Cool man. That's cool. So um, we'll wrap up a little bit now. So um, thank you very much for the chat. Really appreciate it. Thank you Um, very much for having me. We've covered all kinds of topics. (laughs) Where can people find you on social medias, uh, Spotify, Amazons, that Um, kind of thing? What's your your handle? So Facebook, it's just search for Sally Pepper. Um, Twitter is at Salpeps, S-A-L-P-E-P-S. And Instagram is at Sally Pepper Official, which is quite pretentious but is was also kind of a joke um so one of my old housemates um set it up for me without me knowing right um because i'd been quite it was a few years ago i was quite vehemently anti-instagram because it was like what hipsters use so she thought it would be funny to set up a sally pepper official one (laughs) and just like post as me so she would just like post like pictures of my gerbils with really pretentious captions and stuff like this and i only found out months later that she'd been doing this i was like what the fuck is wrong with you oh that's brilliant Um, so then i was like right you need to send me all the login details i need to change i need to take over this thing and also i'm gonna keep the handle because that's quite funny so um yeah it makes me look like i think i'm a lot more important than i am but actually it did start (laughs) off as a joke that's awesome yeah all right cool so uh thank you very much and uh speak to you soon enjoy the gig have a good one i shall try all right mate thanks a lot (laughs) all right
and I keep the where I say what's stopping this one. Yeah, <laughs> which one's stopped? So that was Sally Pepper. Um, she's absolutely awesome. Such a nice girl. Um, really good time chatting to her. Um, so thank you so much, Sally, for uh, taking the time out to talk to me and to talk utter nonsense with me for half an hour. But really appreciate that. Um, today, um, the day that this actual podcast is, is being released is actually the day um, Sally's in Blackpool playing the gig that she mentions uh, with the pop punk band Rome. Um, that's absolutely awesome. Uh, sadly, couldn't make it, but I'm sure that she absolutely crushed it and had a cracking night. Um, congratulations with that one, Sally, and hope things just keep getting bigger and bigger for you. Uh, you absolutely deserve it. Amazing artist. Um, so that was episode two. Uh, next week, I'm actually interviewing a full band, not just one person. So uh, I'm really excited about this band being on the podcast. Um, I'm a huge fan of theirs, uh, a fan of some of their other work as well that they've done in the past. Um, if you want to know who it is, you're going to have to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, so search Podpunk Podcast, uh, and during the week, I'm going to reveal who the band are, and then, you know, you can see for yourself. Um, thank you so much for listening, um, and I'll catch you next week. Bye.